Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm Tammy Hooker. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside Plano and just outside of what you might expect. It's a new day in our city. A lot's changed, yet so much has stayed the same. Today, we officially begin the journey in the next phase of our fables history. This is the story of Plano 3.0. We are all grown up. That's Plano's mayor, Harry LaRosse-Lier, speaking at the State of the City Address last February to a packed house at the Cinemark in West Plano. Sorry, Plano. Yes, you are a suburb. You are a prototypical suburb. And that's columnist Jacqueline Floyd retorting in the Dallas Morning News shortly after. So which is it? Is Plano a big city in the making? Or is it doomed to remain a suburb, overshadowed by Dallas, that big city next door? Now that Plano is on the cusp of major change and growth, it's the perfect time to ask, what kind of community do we want to be? And Mayor LaRossiere is saying, Eh, not so much the suburb. We're more of a city in our own right. Uh, yes, actually what I said is that we're all grown up and I call it Plano 3.0. Uh, the way I see it, we've, we've boldly embraced our identity as a premier, diverse, and inclusive world-class city. And we're really comfortable to compete on the global stage for any business, family, or individual looking for a place to call home. It used to be um, in the 80s we were a bedroom community. Um, I called that Plano 1.0. Plano 2.0 is was the 80, 90s and 2000s. We were known as a big suburb where our population doubled from about 125,000 to 250,000. And now we're our own city with our own identity. Well, really what I wanted uh, us to realize as a city is that it's just acknowledgement of our of our. Of, our identity and who we, who we are today. It wasn't a declaration that things are going to change, but uh, we've grown into this, and we tend to think of ourselves uh, as a still shot sometimes. I often think of my daughters as little girls. Uh, that's what they used to be, but they're, they're, they're teenagers. One is in college, and I think as a city, often we think of ourselves as how we used to be versus who we are. Not so fast, says Jacqueline Floyd. She's reading here from her column. Sorry, Plano. You may be big and diverse and have a spiffy, walkable little mixed-use development built around the DART station. You may have restaurants with valet parking and celebrity chefs, a museum board, a symphony orchestra. But you'll always be a little brother. If that makes you a suburb, you're stuck with it. That may not be fair, but that's life in the big city. While he won't use the exact word suburb, Mayor LaRosliere says... He doesn't mind being labeled Dallas's little brother. Well, it's funny. There was an article from um, Jacqueline Floyd in the Dallas Morning News that said, um, that was actually kind of saying, we may be big and all, but we're still, you know, uh, Dallas's little brother or a uh, s- small little sibling. And I thought that was kind of funny because I often refer to Mayor Rawlings as my big brother from the South. So I have no problem being Dallas's uh, little brother. But the reality is, little brothers and little si- younger siblings grow up and become adults, and that's really all my message is there was no slight on Dallas, and certainly uh, we see ourselves as part of the regional team, and 
Plano wouldn't be who we are if we did not have Dallas and some of our surrounding cities. And so I think she misunderstood my point. It's, it's okay. You know, the joke I say is uh, when I, I compete against a family member, if you compete against your brother or sister during Thanksgiving in, a, in the football game or the basketball game in the uh, backyard, um, you want to beat them bad, but then you you're supporting them when they're when they're competing against others, and that's that's how we are. Certainly, my, myself and Mayor Rawlings. So let's unpack the term suburb. Plano is still a suburb, I think, because it would not exist uh, in the form it now is if it weren't for Dallas. We tend to use that as our definition of suburban areas. To me, a suburb is an area, is a, a city, it's a municipality that would not have become what it is were it not for a larger existing urban area um, that's contiguous or nearby. If you look at the dictionary definition of a suburb, a smaller community within commuting distance of a city, then Jacqueline Floyd is correct. By that definition, Plano's a suburb, so long as it's smaller than Dallas. Plano's population of 270,000 ranks the community as the 70th largest city in America. It's still considerably smaller than its neighbor, Dallas, with a population of 1.3 million. But for most of us, the word suburb comes with a lot more baggage attached to it. Suburb means something more than just a smaller community next to a large one. Our image of the suburbs has its origins in the 50s when TV shows like Leave it to Beaver and Father Knows Best painted a rosy, happy picture of life in the suburbs. But then there was backlash. Eventually, the suburb became synonymous with bastions of bland conformity. Think of the little boxes on the TV series Weeds, set in an affluent suburb, Its glossy surface hides a drug culture underbelly. It's the place where a single mom is forced to sell weed to stay afloat. Or think of the picket fences on Wisteria Lane, behind which the women live lives of quiet housewife desperation. Think of the neatly trimmed rose bushes in the film American Beauty. Or the suburban setting of Edward Scissorhands, and that image of all the cars pulling out of the driveways each morning, all looking alike, all in unison. So do these images fit Plano? This isn't a Chamber of Commerce question. It's really about the soul of a community. It's an intangible, but it's important. Every city has its own mythology, its own local zeitgeist, and that either makes people want to become a part of it or decide to stay away. So should Plano resist its suburban image or embrace it? Jacqueline Floyd says, embrace that suburban side of Plano and don't buy into the stereotypes that surround the suburbs. I mean, since Levittown, there's, there has been kind of this, this idea, I mean, dating back to the post-war days and, you know, the whole Sloan Wilson, gray flannel suit, you know, conformist guy that commutes from the suburbs. And there has been this notion, I think an inaccurate and a fair notion, this idea that 
uh, the suburbs are bland and they're conformist and everybody there thinks exactly the same way and that they're all, you know, you hear about the cookie cutter suburbs all the time. Mm-hmm. We, we do demonize suburbs and we have made it uh, somehow a shameful word to be a suburb. And I'll say straight up, I love the suburbs. I live in the suburbs. I'm a child of the 60s and I grew up in them. It is my natural habitat. So uh, I have nothing against the suburbs at all. In fact, um, I think that we go overboard sometimes in trying to ascribe certain characteristics. Marilyn Rosslier counters for reasons that relate more to how residents of Plano think of themselves. Well, uh, again, I think it's it's really more about us and not about them. Uh, as a, a city, uh, a person accepts the identity uh, that they make for themselves or someone's given to them. So it's the same thing as a city. So we can choose to allow people to define who we are, or we as a city can say this is what we stand for. This is uh, the type of quality of life we want to provide for our citizens. These are the amenities we want to give them, and this is how we position ourselves in the marketplace. I'm a member of U.S. Conference of Mayors, and I go out uh, and talk to mayors of cities as bigger and larger than us, and uh, it's just about it's all about how you position yourself and and your self identity. So. Um, the label doesn't matter to me. We're, we're going to be the city of excellence. We're going to be a wonderful place to live regardless of what, what the, the tagline is that's given to us. It's about the idea that we see ourselves or often we're considered it as a still verse, shot versus a, a dynamic and, and progressive uh, entity. Whenever I say I'm from Plano, they'll say, oh, yeah, Plano, your, your city's growing real fast. And I'll say, actually, no, we're, we're all grown up because we're really not growing, at least not from a uh, residential standpoint. We're essentially built out at, at most we'll get to about 300,000. So that our fast growth period in the 90s and 2000 is their perception of who we are. But we're, we've 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 grown uh, from a population from a residential standpoint. Now, uh, certainly, you've seen over the last um, few years the opportunities are still there from a um, employment standpoint, and we certainly have uh, are looking to continue that growth for sure. Some of this debate may sound like semantics, but it echoes another debate that's raging in Plano right now. Some residents are fighting the city's. Plano Tomorrow Plan, because they say they'd like to retain Plano's suburban character. To them, suburb translates to a safe, convenient, clean community with great schools. They don't want that to change. And Mayor LaRosselier says, neither does he. Well, I think it's the, the word suburb is, again, whatever you attach to it, our definition of who we are is we're our own city. We're, we're the city of excellence. So we're, you know, one of the safest cities in America every year. It's not, it's not a fluke. Almost, virtually every year we're in the top three. Our schools graduate 98% of the kids. So whether you call us a suburb or a city, we're still graduating 98% of our kids. We have, we're known for quality of life. Call us what you want. We, we are who we are. We're still the city of excellence. Stay with us now for our wrap-up where we give you a peek behind the scenes with myself, producer Mary Jacobs, and a special guest. After all, what's the coolest little on-air join in Plano without sharing a little back corner booth discussion among friends? 
We have a very special guest with us today, a friend of the podcast and previous TEDx Plano speaker. Hi, my name is Michael Thomas, uh, the executive director for a nonprofit in Plano, Texas called My Possibilities. It's funny, uh, you know, Harry's comments and Jacqueline's comments, I found myself the entire time kind of going, nodding yes to kind of both sides in some regard. When I listened to Harry and I listened to Jacqueline, they agreed on more than they disagreed with. Yeah, yeah. it's you know just I mean? sort of yeah. semantics. There's right. not really a fight here. Right. I mean, uh, you know, Jacqueline is a columnist. I've been a columnist in the past. Sometimes you have to just be a little bit of a provocateur just to sure. to get the conversation rolling. Yeah, sorry, you know, Plano. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the journalistic jab. Just I love it. No, I mean, it's forward. the way to get a conversation rolling. You just, you, you know, you throw an idea out there for people to try on like a jacket. I totally agree with with uh, Jacqueline's assessment of the growth of the Plano community. We are who we are today as sort of a byproduct of the success of the region and the success of Dallas. So uh, I would agree there. But Harry's on point. I mean, we are grown up. The the city's not going to get much bigger. I I think I'm I'm probably leaning uh, heavy much heavier to the Plano 3.0. We are a city uh, than I am. We are still a suburb. Something about Plano, the suburb of excellence. <laughs> really doesn't work. It's funny, I uh, while I was listening, I, I things kind of piqued my interest. And in so I went online and I pulled up sort of a quick list of suburbs. But tell me if these feel like suburb. Okay, mm-hmm. so Long Beach, California, which coincidentally is uh, mentioned in the song that entered the, the whole segment uh, in the background. Long Beach is a city, right? Most people would agree. Mm-hmm. Newark, New Jersey, Arlington, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, Anaheim, California. These are suburbs by definition. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in the world would go, oh yeah, I live in that wonderful suburb of Newark, New Jersey. Or, that just doesn't <laughs> for a lot right. of reasons. Yeah, for a handful of reasons. <laughs> and believe it or not, um, Newark, New Jersey and Plano, Texas are exactly the same size and population. Oh wow. So there's a, there's a, you know, somewhere, I don't know where the magical line is mm-hmm. and I don't think it's just population. It's not population. Um, I actually think it is more contingent uh, on on what the community depends upon the Big Brother for. How would you describe our soul here in Plano? You know, I'm a, um, a lot of people that know me real well hear me say this a ton uh, because I think it defines who I am. I'm a big believer in balance. And cities uh, tend to be great at a few things and maybe not so great at a few others. If there's any sort of an identity of the city of Plano, it's we have found the way, the balance between what a community wants, what families want, what the young professional wants, what the business world wants. I mean, you don't get to welcoming multi Fortune 500 companies uh, on your door because you're great at one thing or another. I think if there's an identity to the city of Plano, it is we have found a way to be excellent across the board. I am, I am notorious for a hashtag that says move here now, which uh, I have a lot of friends that poke fun at me and, and enjoy uh, bringing up anything that maybe isn't positive uh, that might happen in the, in the Metroplex. If you ask people that are outside of Plano, what do you think about when you hear Plano, Texas? I do think you're going to hear some things like, wow, it's a, it's a booming business community. Uh-huh. It's, they've got great schools. They've right. got So if everything, if the, the characteristics of the city are great schools, great business community, you know, isn't, isn't to some point great kind of across the board. I know that sounds 
maybe that's boring, but isn't that the defining characteristic of the new Plano 3.0? It feels a little bit like saying the trains run on time. I I have no truck with those people who think, like, New York was great back when you could get mugged and, you know, people (laughs) were taking a crap on the street. I don't have, you know, I I don't see any romance in that. But I think that... I don't either. (laughs) I think, I do think that we, I think there's an identity in Plano that just hasn't, it hasn't distinguished itself mm-hmm. yet. So, for example, I think we have one of the largest populations, percentage-wise, of Indian Americans, like mm-hmm. from India. It's really, it's a very significant number. It is. And that's part of our personality now. So India, that's part of our flavor, and it just hasn't yet sort of... Emerged. It hasn't emerged in, yep. like, a shorthand way. And I, I would like to see it. I think when people see what it is, they'll... And as it kind of gels, I think it will make it... It will give us more of a sense of identity to our community and and, uh, something to kind of hang your hat on. It's incredibly diverse. Mm -hmm. And I think something about, I think that may be the new identity. Mix great schools, mix great activities, mix great business and and great people. Kind of put Mm -hmm. that all together. I don't want to fall back on excellence as the word. But at some point, if you're looking at a diverse, well-rounded you know, collective economy, mm-hmm. collective, that's, that for me is kind of the, the personality. You know, your, to your comment about absence defining, of problems, absence yeah. of problems is, can't be the defining characteristic. I don't know about that. Um, we, you know, we do have, we absolutely have need. There are, I run a charity. I can tell you firsthand oh, yeah. what the, the charitable needs across the city, the, the poverty that exists within the city, it's there. But as a collective business, you know, the city is a business and the absence of problems can very much be a defining characteristic. Now, it's not, from a marketing perspective, uh, maybe that's not what the, you know, every young professional wants when they're making a selection. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the for the young professional or the young family that's looking for, where's a great place with great restaurants, great schools, a good business environment where I don't have to go, I mean, I feel like that actually can be the soul mm-hmm. of, a, of a city. It's just not as much fun as the Big Apple, or you know. I mean, no, you know. We, yeah, that's, there's that's not okay. as much romance to it. The City of Excellence is a great tagline for our city government. It's a great tagline for, um, you know, the official business of Plano. What will give it like a little bit more color and, for lack of a better word, a little mythology around it will probably arise out of some grassroots or artist community or something. It's not yeah. something we we can sit at, at city council and hammer out. And if we did, it would not work. I do feel like right. we're on the cusp of it, though. I really do think that that is part of the the development of this community and the city is we're going to have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're at the oppor- we have the opportunity here to, to try to sort of define what that looks like. And it's really exciting, mm-hmm. right? Because you're right, there is sort of a, everything is awesome, mm-hmm. like the Lego movie, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so everything is kind of awesome. Uh-huh. So now we get to paint it, mm-hmm. right? It is, yeah. A, it yeah. is a, give it some color, give it some flavor. I'll say the one thing, um, not to get on a soapbox, but I do think that there's an opportunity long-term for our city to, to act as a leader, is to establish a way to support the philanthropic community within the city. Because there is need, there is poverty, there is homelessness, there is a lack of funding across the board, and that has it has been the nature of our state to sort of put that stuff out of sight, out of mind. And very seldom do you see a city be engaged, actively engaged in the ongoing support of the need. And that's something that kudos to 
uh, to Mayor LaRosselier and the city council, but they have been actively engaged in, hey, we need to raise money and fill the boot for MDA. We need mm-hmm. to pack bags for kids to go home mm-hmm. with food over the weekend. And that is something that tends to come from the private sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely think that's something where we could take a step further and say, this needs to be a priority. Mm-hmm. It needs to be something that we put under the magnifying glass and say, Plano isn't perfect. We do have needs and, mm-hmm. and people that need help, and we're actively engaged in solving that well, problem. Well, it's like another area where we could be excellent. We are still kind of compact enough that we all do have an opportunity to put our thumbprint on the city. Mm-hmm. We aren't 1.3 million people mm-hmm. where it's difficult mm-hmm. to have yeah, an it's influence. Still a it's kind size, of yeah. like a great size to be able to find, you know, an interest that you have and make an imprint. I have found everybody here to be really welcoming whenever we tried to get involved with starting something new, doing mm-hmm. something new. Um, you don't get a lot of no. You get a lot of bring it on. Mm-hmm. Let's make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that here. Our mayor and you know mayors of a couple other cities nearby, certainly Frisco, understand the nature of regionalism mm-hmm. and that part of what we do bring to the table is when when somebody announces they're moving to Plano, that is a win for the, the region, region of North Texas. Yes, and is. and this is very much a all boats rise with the tide type situation. And I I don't think any city or suburb in DFW would, you know, would step off and say that Plano hasn't brought something to the table as a as a regional partner. We very much have and uh, I think that Plano is better for it. Mm-hmm. And so is so is Frisco, so is McKinney, so is Allen, so is Richardson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, so is Dallas. No mm-hmm. question. I was told a long time ago that two things could be true at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. They could yeah. be in dichotomy. Um, so we, two things could be true at the same time. We could be a city and a suburb. By definition, we are smaller than Dallas. And Dallas has water and some bits of the economy that we don't have. Right. And we have you know, our own city with our own identity, but we are technically a smaller attached entity to Dallas. So Mm -hmm. we're both. So Mm -hmm. we don't have to have this either or debate. Mm -hmm. I think it's David Downs that said to us, we can have urban and suburban coexist in Plano if we plan it right. We have provided opportunities for the working, the young working executive who you know, if you don't have a wife and kids and a dog and that, you don't want to have a 2,500 square foot home in the middle of the city. Now, I do, but that's because that's where I'm at. Now, for, for young millennial talent, they need the urban component to exist. And that's that's what's attracting these guys to moving here. Otherwise, they're going to go live in uptown Dallas because that's something Dallas does have to offer. And they'll just deal with the commuter on a daily basis. Right. When I was in London and people found out I was from Dallas, that was actually more important than saying I was American to some degree. They oh, heard yeah. Dallas and they thought about JR. And you know what the irony aren't. is? Where's South Fork? Yeah, Plano. <laughs> right, Plano, That's Texas. true. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. I think part of the issue with suburb is that it's suburban, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If it had a really jazzy name like diamond something or other, or <laughs> whatever, sure. well, right? You know, Jacqueline uh, proposed a couple of words like Faubourg or something. And then we're, I mean, we have to be real about this, Plano, mm-hmm. right? So Plano. The fir- Plano. <laughs> no, I grew up listening to my dad make that god-awful joke. The, the What do you call a person from Plano, Texas? A Plano Texan. Like, come... Exactly. <laughs> Whether the definition we fall on suburban city or Faubourg... Um, <laughs> 
I, I think it's comfortable to say, you know, we aren't, we aren't atypical anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that's unique in We could itself. be reinventing something. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm good with city. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cole Boffin from the Plano Podcast. If you want to find out more information, go to planopodcast.com and click on episode resources. We've reached the end of another edition of Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to follow us on Twitter at, at Plano Podcast and send us your feedback, ideas, and comments. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time.